You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. This episode mentions sexual harassment and sexual violence. If you or someone you know needs help or support at any time, contact Lifeline on 131114 or call 1800 RESPECT. That's 1800 737 732. Hello, everyone. I am back for another episode. First of all, I want to apologize for the stuff around uh, last week, but I'd hit report week, I had end of semester, and there's just been a whole lot of other stuff going on in my life. So this just, to be totally honest, was not at the top of my to-do list, but I am back and I've got an episode that has been requested over and over again. Today, we are talking about the effects of watching pornography or viewing sexual images, particularly the effect on relationships and young people. An article from The Conversation described pornography as the default sex educator. And I think that this is a really perfect statement. A lot of young people do not receive adequate sex education at school or from their parents. They generally learn about sex through viewing pornography or looking at sexual images or anything along those lines. And of course, that makes sense because that is what porn is. It is the representation of sexual behavior. And this can be found in books, in pictures, in films. Now, mainly, I guess, on the internet, that's generally on a video or you can find images as well. These materials or these things intend to cause sexual excitement or arousal. So that is kind of the purpose of pornography. And I want to start off by saying that there are positives and probably more negatives to viewing pornography. It's all about the way that you use pornography and the way that it affects the individual. So there are going to be cases where some people are going to be affected by it in a different way depending on the pornography that they're viewing or what they're interested in. But it is important to recognize that what you see in pornography is not the same as sex in real life. It can seriously affect relationships and attitudes and behaviors, particularly towards women. We'll talk about that all in a bit, though. Let's start by looking at some statistics. According to the article, Online Pornography Effects on Children and Young People from the Australian Institute of Family Studies, in Australia, just under half, so about 44% of children aged 9 to 16 surveyed had encountered sexual images in the last month. Of these, 16% had seen images of someone having sex and 17% of someone's genitals. Now, all these statistics are telling us is that people are able to see these things from a very young age. So people in these studies were nine. Now, it can potentially happen earlier than that. As we know, the internet is a very wild place. There's a lot of things that can be found. And if your child has access to the internet, 
they might be curious about some of these things and what you type into Google search may not necessarily bring what you want. Therefore, it's not really surprising to me that, you know, just under half of children had seen some sort of sexual imagery. It was also found that males are more likely to deliberately seek out pornography and do this more frequently. Now that wording there deliberately is really important as well because often the internet feeds you things that you don't necessarily want to see. Now that can be happening for kids as well. I know even for me when you are, you know, swiping through, you don't actually know what's coming next. And this is the same for kids when they're on the internet too. So this could also be a reason they might be curious, but maybe it's just something they've come across as well. And in recent years, or literally since the internet began, it's been way easier for people to access pornography. And of course, as we know, if you have a phone these days, it would take approximately five seconds for you to gain access to a pornographic image or a video or anything along those lines. And I do want to add in here that it is okay to be curious about pornography and sex, but it is equally, if not more important to understand the impact that it could have on your relationships and your belief system. According to that same article from The Conversation, which is called, Pornography Has Deeply Troubling Effects on Young People, But There Are a Few Ways We Can Minimize the Harm, research from around the world actually shows that porn can have a harmful impact on young people and on adults, particularly with porn's contribution to sexual violence. And some people might hear that and go, whoa, what? Sexual violence? How? Isn't it just people having sex or, you know, showing sexual behaviors? But porn often depicts rigid stereotypes of masculinity and femininity, sexual violence and violence against women, gendered inequality, and can promote relationships that condone aggression as well. So as I talked about earlier, we do not want porn to be teaching young people, particularly young males, what a healthy sex life looks like. It should not be the default sex educator. And why is that? Let's talk about some of the negative effects to the exposure of pornography. First and foremost, porn can influence a person's expectations about what sex should be like, which wouldn't be an issue if it didn't often depict women as being nothing but objects for a man's satisfaction. And of course, when I say these things, I am generally talking about heterosex, so sex between a man and a woman, but pornography offers sex in literally every possible way. There's gay sex, bisexual sex, sex based on race, sex depicting really young people, which is a whole other problem in itself. The list goes on. And this is because the porn industry is not well regulated. Therefore, a lot of people are able to upload whatever they want onto online platforms. Something that has more recently uh, been a topic of conversation is something called revenge pornography, which is when a person uploads or shares a video or an image of another person that was taken in a private way as a way to get back at them or as a way to embarrass them or humiliate them. And these kinds of videos and imagery, this can be found on the internet quite easily, which is a real problem. In addition to that, according to the article, The Children of Pornhub by Nicholas Kristof from the New York Times, 
This popular porn site has allegedly allowed videos of women being tortured by groups of men on their platform. They also allegedly profited off a 15-year-old girl in Florida who was found in 58 videos uploaded to the site. And this is not uncommon with many stories listed in this article, which I will link in the show notes as well. There have also allegedly been other videos of women being asphyxiated with plastic bags or beaten or people scared or screaming. And the fact that young people and adults have access to all of these videos within a few screen clicks is pretty terrifying to me. And I guess this is where I want to come back to that thing of you don't necessarily know what you're looking for. People might not be searching for this stuff. They might just come across it, but it is still there. It's still accessible and it still means that people can view it, whether it's an accident or not. So what does all of this mean? You have these videos that are quite violent, um, that maybe put down minorities, especially women. What does this actually all mean? Pornography can actually cause some people, again, particularly young people, to try and perform certain acts during sexual activity with a partner. Now, this could involve quite dominant acts such as anal intercourse, facial ejaculation, deep fellatio or choking. And now these things are okay, of course, when consent is given, but it is totally wrong and harmful to expect or to do things like this with to your sexual partner or with your sexual partner without gaining consent first. And of course, this is with the thought that you have already been given enthusiastic consent to any type of sex in the first place. So not only can these things occur, but verbal and physical aggression is quite common in a lot of pornography as well. And therefore, people may learn that this is the way to treat someone when they are partaking in sexual activity, or this is how I'm supposed to act or what I'm supposed to do. Again, quite unsafe. Pornography also promotes unsafe sex with very limited condom use, which may cause a person to believe that this is the only way sex should occur or promote something called stealthing. And this is where a person removes a condom during sex without their partner's consent. Again, very harmful. According to the Australian Institute of Family Studies, there is evidence of an association between a person consuming violent pornography and sexually aggressive behaviours. In fact, boys from this study who consumed violent porn were six times more likely to be sexually aggressive or perpetrate sexual harassment. Now that is really scary. And it's interesting when you think, you know, maybe they're not trying to look for violent porn, but when this is what is mainly showed in pornography videos, it's kind of hard to avoid. So according to that same article from The Conversation by Michael Flood, an analysis of top selling and top renting titles of porn found 88% of scenes showed aggression between males and females. So there you have it. There are a lot of porn videos top selling that show aggression. I will, of course, link this article and seriously encourage everyone to go and read it because it is full of information if you are interested in reading a bit more about some of those facts. So a huge takeaway from this is that porn can teach young people and adults violent behaviors and attitudes, and that can be really detrimental, not only to a person's mental health who is consuming it, but of course can affect others as well. 
In addition to all of that, it can also lead to problems with relationships. Now, this can be because of mismatched expectations. So I touched on this a little bit just before, but if you are viewing pornography and you're learning from it and you're thinking, oh, this is what a person likes, this is what I should be doing, and then you get to a time where you are involved with someone in that way and you just decide to go for something, like we talked about that choking or that anal intercourse, those things that are quite commonly seen or that aggression or the verbal aggression, that's not necessarily going to be okay with your partner. So it's really important to understand that that is not necessarily normal and that is not what everyone wants and that's a huge part of it you need to make sure that each person understands the expectations and you don't just go ahead and do things because this can lead to problems with consent and problems with boundaries it can also lead to a person beginning to become dissatisfied with sex in real life or even disappointed in their sex life because it's not adding up to the pornography that they watch. Now, it's important to remember that porn is for entertainment purposes. So things can be quite theatrical or dramatized or fake in order to create that sexual arousal for the people watching it or create this kind of exciting film or whatever it is. And if you're watching that and then you're thinking, oh my God, this is not what sex is like in real life. I mean, that's not really surprising to most people, but it can really lead you to become dissatisfied or disappointed. And that can also lead to your partner feeling sexually inadequate as well, or could affect the emotional closeness between whoever you're having sex with. Another thing pornography might affect in a negative way is our self-image. So often people shown in pornography don't really reflect how real bodies look. Some porn also degrades certain people for their appearance based on factors such as size or race, and it can cause people to compare themselves or wonder why they don't enjoy sex as much as people in the videos do or look like the people in porn videos. And that's why it's important to remember that it is for entertainment purposes. So the way people are acting is not necessarily real. It doesn't mean that you need to act in a certain way. It doesn't mean you need to do certain things. It is for the purpose of entertainment. Last thing here is that pornography addiction is something that can occur as well. So what actually is porn addiction? According to a Healthline article, Everything You Need to Know About Pornography Addiction, there isn't necessarily an official diagnosis, but it is often referred to as a type of behavioral addiction or compulsion. Of course, viewing porn or enjoying porn doesn't mean that you are automatically addicted to it. It's when it begins to cause problems in your life or you lack control, that's when it becomes a bit more of a problem. Again, according to Healthline, here's some things that may be cause for concern. The first one is the time you spend watching porn is growing. The second is that you might feel high when you watch porn or feel like you need it to feel happy. You may also feel guilty for watching it. A third one here is that you spend hours on porn sites and this causes you to ignore or neglect your other responsibilities. The fourth one is you may force or coerce your sexual partners to act out or view porn that depicts your fantasies and you don't care even if they don't want to. 
Another couple here is that you're unable to enjoy or perform sex without first looking at porn or viewing porn. You're unable to resist watching porn. You maybe only believe sex is about dominant behavior that puts down women or minorities. You might feel bored, lonely, even anxious or depressed without it. And you begin to maybe watch porn in inappropriate places or at inappropriate times. So how do we actually help that if someone's feeling like maybe they've developed a porn addiction or they can't stop watching it? The first thing I would suggest to do is delete porn apps or block the sites altogether. That's obviously a very, you know, simplistic way to do that. It may not be as easy as that. Uh, Another thing you could do is to choose other activities that you can do instead. So take up other hobbies, do something else with your time. Maybe keeping a journal to keep yourself on track might help. Talking to someone you trust is really, really important. There are actually support groups that uh, help people with porn addiction. That would just be a matter of Googling wherever you live and looking up porn addiction support groups. That could be really, really helpful in order for you to talk to someone else about it too. But that's just a few things that people can do to help porn addiction. And now don't get me wrong. I'm not here saying do not watch porn. It is evil, blah, blah, blah. As I stated earlier, it is totally natural and normal to be curious about these things. However, as I read recently, actually in the Sex Ed You Never Had by Chantal Otten, this is purely entertainment. It is not education. As with everything, there are going to be good and bad aspects of viewing pornography. And this really comes down to the individual and what a person is looking for or what a person is consuming. Also their mental state, what they actually want from pornography and why they are viewing it is also, there's just so many different factors that uh, come into play here. So that's important to know as well. But some of the potential positive things can include Body acceptance, so viewing people who look like you, having fulfilling sex lives, that can lead to body acceptance. Self-acceptance for people within the LGBTQIA plus community, it can help people find out what they're attracted to sexually and allows people to almost experiment on their own first. So it really can help people to understand their sexuality. It can cause people to feel more open-minded about sex or more comfortable about their sexual choices. Porn, of course, can encourage masturbation and relieve sexual tension for some people, which can be good for stress. It can help to normalize certain desires or kinks, which again is all okay when people are consenting and willing to a situation. And of course, again, I just want to reiterate, All of these things will be totally individual and at the end of the day, if you can consume pornography in a safe and healthy way, then generally it's okay. But how do we work towards promoting a healthy and safe relationship with pornography for everyone. The first thing, this might be pretty self-explanatory, but education. And this is not only for young people, this is for parents, for teachers, for children even as well. And this can be done through many, many things. So the first one I would say is digital literacy or teaching and understanding digital literacy. 
What is this? It's having an education about the internet and social media and having knowledge and awareness of the dangers and the opportunities that we can find online. And this should start these days at a very, very early age because there are children getting iPads and iPhones and look, maybe they've got restrictions on them. But as I said, sometimes Kids are curious and they will try and look up things that maybe they don't even fully understand. So it's important that you are teaching your children digital literacy from a really young age. In addition to this, learning about respectful relationships, safe sex and sexual health is really, really important too. I'm actually currently creating a unit to inform students about the effects of porn and safe sex and all of those fun things. So I think it is becoming probably more important or common to learn about these things at school. I didn't learn anything about this topic when I was at school. So, you know, with this episode too, I'm sure you can tell I feel pretty passionately about spreading the message and making sure that young people are aware of both the risks and the positives of consuming pornography. The second thing we can do here is promote open communication between partners, between parents and kids. Uh, you know, even teachers and students, I guess, at schools as well, ask people to think critically about these things. You could use questions like, what does the porn you are watching actually show you or actually depict? What are the behaviors that you see? What's actually going on? Do we think this is something that shows respect towards women? Do we think this shows an example of a respectful relationship? Just to get people thinking about how maybe it'll affect you psychologically. And I know some people listen to this and think, oh my God, it's not that deep. It's just a video of people having sex essentially. But for a young person, that may not be the case. And that's really important to remember. Now, if you are someone, I guess, who may be struggling with porn addiction or you know someone in your life, this is something that you could also track. So if you want to think about how it affects you psychologically, you could track how you feel afterwards, before, how your actual, you know, sex life is going in real life, whether you're feeling satisfaction, um, a lot of things along those lines. And that may help you determine, you know, how it actually is affecting you psychologically. A third thing here is consuming ethical pornography. And some people probably hear that and think, what does that even mean? This means that the pornography is ethical in production, in use, and in distribution, as well as the content itself. So this means that everyone has given consent and respect is shown throughout the videos. Now, the consent part is, of course, the most important part of this. As I touched on earlier about talking about revenge porn, this is when a person has not consented to these videos or photos or whatever it is being out there to the public. So this is really, really important that if you're going to consume pornography, at the very, very least, make sure that all people in the video are willing and involved based on their own decision because otherwise... That is no good. Obviously, that can be so harmful and is actually illegal in a lot of places now. So really important to recognize that. Of course, ethical pornography is a work in progress, but there are sites popping up all the time. A particular site that is very popular these days is something called OnlyFans. And this has changed the porn industry as people are able to upload kind of what they want, when they want, hopefully with full consent. Uh, But this has been quite a a big benefit to women in particular, as they're not being controlled or manipulated by producers on the content that is being created. 
uh, people are essentially their own boss in the porn space now. So I guess that is another option as well, um, probably going in the right direction in terms of creating a safe space for pornography. So once again, porn is not all evil. However, it is so important to recognize how it affects and shapes the way that you think about sex and relationship dynamics. A good first step is listening to this episode, so well done. If you think others may benefit from listening, please, of course, share it on or click that follow button to support the show. I really need your help with this. I need the motivation to keep going. I love everyone who listens now. I've got a few American listeners as well that always seem to listen to it first, and I'm just so appreciative of that. I find it wild that I think there's been 66 different countries that have tuned in to my podcast. And I just think that's so crazy that it's going all different places in the world. So, so appreciative. Make sure if you haven't already, click that follow button, help me out. That is all for today's episode. Enjoy your week. I hope you learned something about the effects of pornography and you do feel more informed about this. If you have any questions, make sure you come over to my Instagram at the health classes you missed and chuck me a DM. I'm more than happy to explain things if something seems unclear. Stay safe and I'll be back in your ears very, very soon. See you later.